This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others, and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Hey friends, and welcome to the Worth Your Time podcast. I'm your host, Erica Anderson. I'm a Christian freelance writer, mom of two littles, and I'm passionate about helping you live out your best and deepest faith in everyday life. On this podcast, you'll hear from inspiring women, moms, and ministry leaders, authors, and more. Those on mission for God with a message to inspire you in your Christian walk, wherever that may be. Each month, I send out interviews, tips, book reviews, and exclusive giveaways to my email list. If you'd like to receive these things, just head to my website, ericaanderson.com, and sign up. My new book, Reason to Return, Why Women Need the Church and the Church Needs Women, comes out this January, and I want you to be the first to know all the details. Enjoy the show. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Worth Your Time podcast. I'm your host, Erica, and today I'm speaking with Hannah Keeley. She is the author of this new book, Mom Fog. Uh, Eight Steps to Overcoming Mom Fatigue Syndrome. And I know our listeners, there's a lot of moms in this group. So Hannah, thank you so much for coming on to talk about your book. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Anytime I can help moms or talk about mom brain or mom fog, a hundred percent, because we do not need to be overwhelmed. There's so many cool strategies. Well, uh, what I didn't mention already is that you're a mom of seven. So you know what you're talking about. Just a little. Yeah. (laughs) So how old are your kids? Um, my oldest is 28 and my youngest is 16. Okay. So they're okay. like all, yeah. All in a row. Board. I've got two older girls, three boys right there in the middle, then two younger girls. And it's, I'm telling you, like, no matter where you are on the timeline of motherhood, my theory, and I have proven it to be true, is it just keeps getting better and better. Yes, there's chaos. Um, of course, as part of the whole thing of growth, you know, you're going to have a little chaos in the growth, but every time someone said, you know, oh, toddlers, oh, they're such a pain or, oh, those teen years, I have just decided from the beginning, like, no, it's all going to be wonderful. It's going to be a joy. And it has been. So I love it. Uh, do you find that that mindset shift is a big part of it? Maybe like 99.9% of it. But- <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's go there. Well, first of all, I was going to say, like, what even is mom brain? Because people say it all the time. They're like, oh, I've got mom brain. Do you have any thoughts on, like, what exactly it is? Well, I'm telling you, I've been studying mom brain for the past two decades. Um, Okay. And because I'm I'm just going to, like, be totally raw with you. Like, when I first started having kids, I remember I had three kids. And, girl, I was literally, like, I remember the day. Okay. I walked in my bedroom carrying a load of laundry. Okay. You ready for this? (laughs) And I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror. Here I am a young mom. I had three kids at the time and we were so broke that we, all we got was insufficient funds notice. We had no money in our account. Our credit cards were maxed out. There were times I didn't have enough food to feed my kids. We'd have to get food from the food pantry at our church. Um, house was cluttered. I was dealing with anxiety and depression. Uh, Just everything was spinning out of control. And I remember that day I walked into my bedroom carrying a load of laundry with the full intention of dumping it on the floor with the seven other loads saying, I'm going to fold it later. And I caught a glimpse of myself. And I'm telling you that woman I saw was so looked so old to be so young, totally lifeless, 
wearing frumpy shirts because I had gained so much weight and was so out of shape. I just was wearing my husband's clothes. So I was just like, this is not the life that God designed for me to live. I, I, and I knew that God doesn't change. So I must be doing something wrong. And I remember that day, I just like literally crashed. You know how people say like, you get to the end of your rope. No, I, I like crashed. I didn't even have a rope. I was down there sobbing in the laundry on the floor, ugly cry, snot, tears, every excretion you can imagine coming out of my face. And just begging God, like, I need help. I need someone to come help me clean up my house, or I need someone to help me lose weight, or I need someone to, I, I need a check to show up in the mail. And if I can be honest with you, can I like, tell you, like, can I kind of be honest about the whole God thing? Yeah. Okay. Please. Okay. <laughs> okay. And some people will be like, I don't know about that, but I need to just be real with you or else yes. I'm not helping anyone. I remember hearing the voice of God inside when I'm begging and pleading for his help. And he told me to do one thing. And he said, get up and fold your laundry. Last thing I wanted to do, and here's why I'm sharing the story, not just so you know where I come from, but because the solution for every single overwhelmed mom is going to be the one we are most resistant to do. It's going to be the one that's most counterintuitive, the one that feels like, no, it can't be that. And I didn't want to fold my laundry. Like, no, I want, like, I want a check to show up in the mail. I want my, I want angels to descend and, and declutter my house. Like I wanted a big miracle. He said, no, 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 it's in you get up and fold your laundry. So I folded my laundry and I'm telling you that day started like a snowball effect of operating in obedience to the life I have. I was able to create that life of joy, of abundance, of clarity, of peace, changed everything for me that I know this, uh, this is a long story. It's actually a short story for a long period of my of my life, but I wanted you to know, and other people who are listening or watching where I came from. So it, and um, so I get it, like I get it for overwhelmed moms. And I, that's why I started studying the mom brain. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd love to just, um, you know, just before I talked about the mom brain, I just want you to know, I'm not like some like scientist in a coat in a lab somewhere. No, I had to learn about this because I was at the end of my rope. So what are some of the top line things, I guess, that you were, our takeaways that we should know about mom brain. Okay. So let me tell you, um, mom brain is real. First of all, you're not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Mom brain is real. And we actually have neurological as well as anatomical changes that happen in our brain as women after we have a child. I didn't know this. I just thought I was losing my mind. (laughs) I just thought, oh, I guess I must be ADD. And I didn't know it until after I had kids, you know, all that kind of stuff. But what happens and- after you have a child, you actually lose gray matter in your brain. They've done longitudinal studies about this. And here's the the good news, bad news, it never comes back. So these longitudinal studies, like nine years, 10 years down the road, these women still have a loss of gray matter after they had babies. Now you might be thinking, okay, so literally my children are I'm losing my mind, like literally losing my mind. What's the gray matter? What is it? Uh, That's what your brain is made out of. Okay. You have a decrease in brain matter basically, but here's the reason there's a good, there's a good side to this because there's a law of polarity, everything that is bad. There's also a side where it is just as much good. 
Okay. And so we can apply the law of polarity to mom brain and understand, okay, so this capacity for, my, for me to be distracted, for me to lose my focus, for me to start projects, not finish it, for me to go into a room and say, what am I doing in here? How, what was I going after? Our child's talking to us and we're hearing nothing, right? So just as much of the capacity you have for that distraction, you also have a new capacity that happens in your brain after you have a child that allows you to be more cognizant of your surroundings. Now, here's what happens. In a nutshell, evolutionarily, our brains as women are designed for after we have a child, we almost have this sixth sense that we have access to. Like as a mom, have you ever thought, you know, I I just know something's bothering my kid. I can't put my finger on it, but they came back from school and your husband's like, I don't know what you're talking about. They're fine. Like, no, no, no. I just think something's bothering them. Or maybe this weird moment where you you grab your kid right before a car comes, you know, you grab, pull them out of the road in the, in the, you know, parking lot or something. I remember one time um, I just, I, I walked into this house. I was visiting this house, walked in as a guest for the first time. And I didn't realize I was doing this, but I started, she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I walked to the kitchen, started pushing knives, scissors, <laughs> everything away from the edge. Now my conscious brain wasn't doing it. My subconscious was fully aware of the surroundings. And as a mom, I'm like always making sure my surroundings are safe. So when we have this new cognition as a mom, there's this give and take. And so we have this new level of awareness for our children, which serves them and serves us, keeps them alive and keeps us being you know, responsible moms. But also we do have this level of focus that we don't have anymore. Mm-hmm. And if we can be gracious with ourselves and try to grow in our mom brain with working with our mom brain instead of against it, that's where we can really start to get traction. The problem is, think about it as a mom, when we become a mom, all of a sudden we have a new set of problems. We have different financial problems. We have health issues. We have um, Now we have clutter we didn't have before, time management problems. All these new problems start to surface, right? If we try to do things the way that these like, experts and gurus, like God bless them, but they are usually men who are, or even women who have that ability to work in an office behind a nice desk and take lunch breaks. So it's designed to work with these kind of people. I call them, I, I, you know, they, well, we are MVPs as moms, multiple variable professionals. Mm. They are not, they can (laughs) segment their lives they have structure. We don't. So we try to use these budgeting softwares and these day planners and these weight loss things and get our workouts and it doesn't work. And so we think the like we're the failure. No, the program just failed you because you have mom brain and that's okay. <laughs> so what is the best way to start working with your mom brain rather than against it? Well, what we have inside Mom Master University is an entire university that is designed to work with your mom brain. Mm. So it it provides things like, for example, moms are notoriously bad at rewarding ourselves. Mm. Like, when's the last time you're like, I picked up all the toys. I'm going to celebrate. Yay, me. Like, never. (laughs) We clean up all the toys. We're like, all right, now what's next? Right. And so, so we have a reward center in our brain. We never have that stimulated because we don't give ourselves rewards. So inside... Mom Master University, we have all these reward systems set up. So it stimulates your brain to think, hey, this is good. I'm going to keep doing this. That's, mm-hmm. we ha- that's why we have women who have struggled with obesity for years and done all the programs. This one woman I'm thinking of, Joanna, she came into Mom Master University 
480 pounds. She had tried everything like, like vitamin injections, like all the weight loss programs had uh, hypnotherapy got inside, started working with the mom brain and she's able to lose over 250 pounds. Oh my gosh. That's right? amazing. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Women who are hoarders come in, they try to do all these decluttering programs. They get inside mom master university, work with their mom brain. And now like one woman, uh, Michelle, she's hosting Bible studies in her house. Yeah. Right? Like this is the coolest thing. Well, it's like, um, I want to hear you, you talk about mom master university, which I've, I've looked at a little bit, but I think it's interesting because it's like momming is pretty much the hardest job there is in terms of all that it encompasses. Right. And yet for so long, there were no like classes, right. <laughs> um, right. you you're seeing it a little bit more now, but it's like, there's so much to know as a mom. And like, you're just you just walk into it totally clueless and just are expected to figure it out. And you're raising these little creatures and they're so complicated. Um, So how did you come up with that idea um, to to serve women that way? It's funny because we always create the things we need most. Mm -hmm. Right. I remember going home with my first baby and my mom came to stay with me for about five days. And I remember standing outside with Kelsey, my firstborn daughter, holding her in a blanket, standing outside my little tiny apartment in the hood. And it was literally in the hood. Like we couldn't leave the windows open because we would have a contact high for all the people smoking. Oh weed my God. Like, I'm not even joking. Like we were in the legit hood, like subsidized housing. Uh, okay, so, so don't tell me you ain't got no money. Like I know what that's right. Like. Right. So I'm standing outside our tiny little stoop outside of our apartment, trying to protect her from all the, you know, uh, the contact high. Um, and I saw my mom drive away and I remember <laughs> looking at my daughter saying, what do we do now? Like, I don't, I don't know how to do this. And so I think the reason I dedicated really my life to serving women in this way is because I knew what it felt like to be isolated, to be lost, to feel insignificant, to feel overwhelmed. And I, I feel like I'm that person who's like not on my watch. Like, Mm -hmm. I know what it's like. So not on my watch, you're going to be supported. You're going to be educated. You're going to be encouraged. And you're going to be part of a tribe of women who will hold you up when you're too weak to stand. That's, that was my goal. Yeah, that's so good. So I want to ask you about one thing I've noticed um, in some of my work that I've done writing about moms and stuff is because I write about faith. That's sort of my thing is writing about faith and then also motherhood, because like, that's what I'm living. Um, But but sometimes it seems like our faith and our motherhood are separate. Um, but I think it shouldn't be that way or it doesn't have to be that way. So tell me about how you kind of teach about that or how that plays into how you're working with moms of faith. Well, absolutely. Cause I think um, basically it says in the Bible to just live by faith. So faith has to be, I consider my relationship with God and everyone, you know, it's everyone to themselves, right? But my relationship with God is either he's everything or he's nothing. Mm. So I'm either living by faith or I'm living in fear. I spent too Mm. much of my time, too many years living in fear, and I won't go back there. So faith has to be, for me, it has to be the foundation upon which I do everything, upon which I create a seven-figure business, upon which I I build the lives of my children, upon which I nurture my marriage. Like all of that is based upon the foundation of faith. And it says in the Bible that when we build our house on the rock, 
storms are going to come and you you don't have to look too far to know that we live in a pretty stormy world right now, right? (laughs) Storms are going to come, but whereas this person, their house falls because they built it on the sand of their cleverness and their bright ideas and their solutions and whatever their media tells them to do. When we build our house on the solid rock of that foundation of faith, it's going to stand through everything. And not just that, it has a covering of protection and favor over it. So, and, and actually God, the Holy Spirit reminded me about this last night. When the world is in dis- disorder, this is when we create order. And so I believe that building that foundation on the rock of, of my faith in, in God through Jesus also gives me that covenant of protection and favor. So in the Bible, Every it says everything we put our hand to will prosper. It's funny because I have one tattoo on my body, <laughs> one tattoo, and it's on my hand here, and it's the word everything. Uh huh. And it just reminds me that no matter what, if I'm operating with faith in God, and and I am going after the kingdom of God first, then all these things will be added. Everything will prosper um, that I put my hand to. The problem is a lot of moms aren't putting their hands to the work that God has placed in front of them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we're kind of like excusing ourselves with a life that we tolerate instead of building up that desire and that faith for the abundant life that we could be creating. That is a good word. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's where I dropped the mic, baby. Drop the mic. <laughs> well, let's talk about the book. So yeah. I'll hold it up again. It's always so fun. Um, is this your first book? No, it's not. Okay, sorry. I should have done my research on no, that. No, 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 no. It's okay. <laughs> but I will tell you, it's probably the most impactful. Okay, so tell me about uh, how you thought of writing it and uh, what it's about, I guess. How did you come up with these eight steps to overcoming yeah. mom fatigue syndrome? You know what's funny is that it took me a while to write that book because God wouldn't give me the eighth step. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so did funny. you plan eight? And then you were like, there's got to be. I pl- okay. So I planned seven. This is a funny story. So I had led these women through a program, uh, moms called mom Boot Camp, And we would um, tackle every single one of these steps I have in there. And there were seven and we were getting great results, like women losing weight, women getting their house in order. Like there was one woman literally in the third week of the program, she paid over $11,000 of debt off. She's like, how does this happen? Whoa. Right. Crazy stories were coming out of that. But, and I wanted to write a book about that, but God kept on saying, not yet, not yet. So I was just, you know, how you know, wait on God. And he told me you left out a step and it was that last step. And as soon as he gave that to me, we wrote the book and it has had like, I mean, I just heard from a family about a month ago. They said, we actually put our entire family through this book, through the program. We did it with our kids and the husband and wife that did it together because these steps work to create that life that you desire. Wow. Okay. So can you give us a little bit of I don't know, just a couple, like a sprinkle of some of the advice that we can look forward to inside of it. Yeah, it's so hard because really it's a, it's a complete program, but I will tell you the funny thing about this program is it's very counterintuitive. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not what you hear experts say, you know, for example, okay. One example, you hear experts and gurus in the personal development arena say, don't set more than three goals. Have you ever heard that? I think I have heard that actually. Okay. People have said, don't set more than three goals because 
what you need to singular your focus. Some people have said don't set more than one goal at a time. Yeah, that works for you. Think about if moms did that. You know what? My one goal is decluttering the house. All of a sudden the kids are like, why are we having Cheerios every night for dinner? And your laundry's backed up and you haven't paid your bills and you haven't had sex with your husband in two weeks. It's like, oh, but that's my one goal. We don't have that luxury, right? Yeah. We're not like those people in the corner office like, I'm going to set my one goal. My team's going to do the rest. We don't have right. that. So we have to set goals that work with our brain as moms and we do it in such a way that we keep all the plates spinning. Here's what I liken it to. Like we talk about spinning plates, right? The system that I give you is like a Lazy Susan. So you put all the plates there and if you spin the Lazy Susan, everything gets done. Mm. So it's, it's not that difficult. Also, another thing you hear from the whole personal development space. And let me, let me ask you, have you heard this before? You become like the five people you hang around the most. Yes, I have. <laughs> okay. Okay. So as a mom, what does that mean? That we're going to be like, we're going to be, we're going to be peeing in our pants and we're going to become boogers. kindergartners. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're going to wipe boogers on the wall and we're going <laughs> to and fighting over toys like that. Okay. Fine for you. That doesn't apply to me. And if we try to make it apply to us, it doesn't fit. And we think we're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. But so I help you create that same environment of growth and encouragement. Another reason why we have Mom Mastery University. So here's your five. Like here's your, here's your, here's your people that you need so that we now can show up better and stronger and more capable for the children that we have, for the families that we're building. What are, I mean, this is kind of a broad question, but what are some of the top, uh, you know, questions that you get from people as, as moms, like, what are they coming to you for? What kind of questions do you get? Oh, I will tell you the question. I get all the, okay. Okay. The one question. So I have seven kids. Um, I'm also a grandmother of three. Um, we run a multimillion dollar, I run a multimillion dollar business and uh, we also have a, have a, um, nonprofit, a ministry. And people, I say, how do you do it all? Mm-hmm. That is the, I, I literally get that all the time. Yeah. And you say, and I said, do, well, don't you want to find out? <laughs> 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 but no, that I really think the secret is that anointing of ease that is available to us. Um, and people think when I say life should be easy and life should be fun, it almost, the degree to which that doesn't settle in your mind reveals the degree to which you've been brainwashed into thinking life should be hard mm. because Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. My burden is light. It's easy to be born. It'll give you recreation refreshment for your souls. That doesn't sound like hard work to me. Mm-mm. So when I listen and I tune into what God is telling me to do, and he has given me the anointing to operate in ease with what he's told me to do, it always works. So mm. I, you know, when we say, how do you do it all? Oh, well, it's my amazing time planning system. And is yeah. it, no, it is a system that I walk you through. That's why we have Mom Master University to help you do things that will keep you filled with joy, keep you operating in abundance and keep you fulfilled in life. Yeah. I mean, I think that Bible verse that you mentioned, uh, my yoke is easy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it wrong now. <laughs> My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so I think, I think God's okay when we when we try it. He right? knows what I mean. He knows. Um, but I think you're right. Like that's such a um, 
a mind like wrap to think about that verse. And, and I do feel like we need almost like training on how to live that out because we try so hard, try so hard to manipulate and make it happen and all these things. And sometimes it's almost like you feel like you made something happen, but really had you just kind of let God take over in the first place, maybe the same thing would have happened and with a lot less stress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Stress is an option. So really well, stress is an option. I like that. I like that. But, but I tell, I tell moms like, it's an option. You can go for that if you want, or could you entertain an idea that maybe it doesn't have to be because stress is just a culturalized word we've applied to fear. Mm. And we've almost like exalted stress and anxiety. Like it's a badge that we're working hard or something. That is so much bull crap. There's no yeah. badge of anxiety. Like if you're carrying anxiety, you're operating in fear. Do you yeah. enjoy that? If you enjoy that, cool. Choose that option. <laughs> or maybe there's something different. Maybe there's a place where you can have ease and refreshment. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what is your, you know, what do you want to say to moms overall? One, one liner in this book. Just take the next step. Yeah. Like literally, you know what, you, even if that's uh, go to mom mastery, like find out what to do or, or DM me or something, but take the next step. Do something. Right. Do something big and God will tell you what to do. He'll give you that knowing he'll say something will resonate with you and fear will say, Oh, it can't be that good. Or faith could say, but what if it could be? Mm-hmm. So just. And- Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, it's like, this is so cliche, but it always goes back to like, how much have you prayed about it too? Like, yeah, I mean, so many times we think about praying about something we mean to pray about it. We pray about it once, but it's like prayer is the most powerful thing that we can do when it comes to whatever we're talking about. And so just making sure that I think that's another piece. That's my two cents. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So go ahead. No, no, no. Because, well, I was thinking about, but then we have to get very strategic with our prayer. Yeah. Are we praying as a buffering agent to prevent us from taking the next step? Mm, that's true. Like, that's true. You know, we get like, there's so many places that we can be convincing ourselves that what we're doing is the right thing only because we're scared to do the thing that it feels challenging. Yeah, that's very true. I, I can see how prayer could be used in that way. So we need to have like clear minds and really be open to wherever we are yeah. led next. Yeah. Um, so where can people get the book um, and connect with you? Oh, you can go to momfog.com and we actually have a challenge going on. You can get the book free when you do the challenge. Oh, um, cool. Anna Keeley, you can find me all over social media. Um, you can definitely find mom mastery university at mommastery.com. So we always have a way to take the next step. Yes, absolutely. Let me ask you one more question. I always love to ask people what they're reading and if they have any book suggestions, if, if you're not reading anything, maybe oh podcast recommendations. I'm not reading anything like which of the four books. I, I know. Well, sometimes I'm like a couple of times I've had people go, I actually haven't been reading much. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> so. what's funny is my husband calls me Thomas Jefferson because one time we toured his house and <laughs> there were five books late. I said, Thomas Jefferson always read about four or five books at a time. He's like, Oh my gosh, you're Thomas Jefferson. Um, because I too. literally am reading all the time. Well, one book that we're going through my team also, we read a book every single, like oh, that's we're cool. always working on a book. Um, and so what we're doing right now is compound effect. 
by Darren Hardy. Okay. So that's, that's, that's a really good book. It is, and it, again, it helps you understand the value of taking the small movements mm-hmm. that lead to the big results. Oh, that's, that's such a great concept. Even just like thinking about it like that is like, totally. oh, that could really move mountains. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Hannah. Well, thank you so much. I feel that's like there's good. so much more I could ask you, obviously, but people can get more of your wonderful wisdom at the university and in the book and in all the places you are. Um, Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It's been a joy. This episode was brought to you in part by Wheaton College's MA in Humanitarian and Disaster Leadership, which prepares Christian professionals to serve others faithfully and excellently. Called to help people facing disasters, human trafficking, poverty, or displacement as refugees? Visit wheaton.edu slash hdl.